Welcome back to another episode of the Body and Mind Strong podcast, where we talk all things life, fitness, and health. My name is Renee. I'm your host and integrated health coach. The Body and Mind Strong podcast was established to help others create a healthier, happier, stronger self. For more information, please follow me on YouTube and Facebook at Body and Mind Strong. You can also find me at www.bodyandmindstrong.com. I hope you enjoy the following podcast. Thank you so much for joining me again today. We are in episode seven, and I hope everyone is having a great day. Today, I'll be touching base on the topic of personal finances again. However, this time, I'll be connecting it to relationships. I'm sure some of you are thinking, why is she talking about this as it has nothing to do with one's health? However, on the contrary, financial stressors can have a huge impact on both your mental and physical health. It can also put a strain on your relationship, which in turn can put a strain on your health. This is why I'm bringing it up. Body and Mind Strong is more than just a fitness and diet plan. It's about the person as a whole, and it's about helping you become the best version of yourself. Now let's dive into the topic at hand. Finances may not be the number one cause of divorce or relationship issues, but it does rank up there in the top five. With this whole COVID-19 pandemic occurring, financial struggles are becoming a bigger issue, not just for couples, but for everyone. However, today, I'd like to focus on the tools that may help relieve the strain for couples. Following are a few tools and tips I have found to have a positive impact and reduce some of the financial stresses in a relationship. I spent several years working with couples as a counselor and what I saw that was at the core of majority of the issues they had was communication. Yep, pretty much 99% of the couples I met with. There was either a lack of it or when they tried, they just communicate differently and didn't understand each other. So it doesn't come as a great surprise to know that lack of communication is one of the biggest causes for financial stresses in a relationship. So communication is key. Whether you're at the beginning of your relationship or have already been in one for a while, if you haven't already had the money talk, you need to have one now. Time to implement some communication. Take time to sit down with each other and discuss lifestyle expectations, financial goals, and values. Your values in life will have an impact on your financial visions, and thus is why it's on the list. Now, when you are having this conversation, expect there to be some differences between you two, and expect there to be some give and take on both sides of the party. Try to understand where the other person is coming from, whether you agree with them or not. Trying to understand the other side will actually help you create successful financial goals. This leads to scheduling the couple's meeting. Now, once you have had this initial money talk, make sure you continue it with either weekly or monthly talks. I call it the couple's meeting, but you can name it something more fun to bring some lightheartedness to the relationship. The couple's meeting is not just about finances. It's about all aspects of the relationship, and I recommend it to help couples connect and grow together. In this meeting, you talk about what's going right in your relationship, plans for the week, review goals, and if anything needs to be worked on in regards to your relationship and finances. In regards to the finances, prioritize any new goals that are set and review status of current goals. Also, review your budget and the efficiency of where the money was, is being dispersed. The answer to this next question is important for you guys to know. Are you the spender or the saver in the relationship? If you are the spender in the relationship, consider an allowance. I know this will hit a nerve with some of you, but I need you to take a step back and look at it from a different angle. 
Recognize that you are indeed a spender and then think about what is most important to you. Prioritize. I've worked with many couples who didn't like this due to the feeling like they were losing their freedom. But in reality, it really is being responsible. If you struggle with controlling your spending habits, then by receiving an allowance, you are making sure that the most important bills, saving goals, and living expenses are being taken care of first. Then you have the freedom to spend your allowance on whatever you want. The same goes for the saver in the relationship. Now on the flip side, saver, don't go overboard and be completely strict on saving everything. Being too controlling over the money can damage your relationship. Also, if you're the kind that likes to track everything in regards to the money, realize that your partner may struggle with this. If your partner does, the more you try to get them to track everything, the more strain you'll put on your relationship. Recognize this and focus on tracking only the most important transactions. Next, let's talk about separate bank accounts. I recently read an article from a very well-known financial guru who states that he discourages separate bank accounts in a marriage. For those who agree with that, you're not going to like what I'm going to say next. From my time working with couples, I strongly question this. From what couples have told me after figuring out their financial success, having both separate and joint bank accounts can actually help the relationship. The separate account is used to, for your allowances, and the joint account is used for the bills, savings, living expenses, vacations, and the big ticket items. Having all the income go into the joint account first, then based off your budget and financial goals, decide how much will go into the allowance account. One thing that I would like to add to this is I want you to avoid what they call the power play when it comes to income of both partners. If one person enters the relationship with more money or makes more money than the other, this does not mean that the person has control over the money or uses it to control the other person. Also, the one who makes more money doesn't automatically get the bigger allowance. Remember that. Finally, only you can decide what is best for your relationship. Just remember, at the end of the day, the only people in this relationship is you and your partner, no one else. You both know your life and relationship best, and only you can decide how to manage your finances properly. Side note, just like any other area in your relationship, you are in this together. It's not you versus your partner. So instead of blaming each other, ask the question, how are we going to correct the issue and get us pointed in the right direction? If you feel like the issues in your relationship goes beyond simply coming to agreement on your finances, I would encourage you to meet with a couple therapist, even if it's just for one session. I've had clients resolve their own issues after just one, while others needed a few more. Having a third impartial point of view can be extremely beneficial, and they can work with you and give you tools which will help strengthen your relationship. There you have it, financial stressors on a relationship and a few tips to help manage them. If you want to know more or have any questions, please feel free to contact me at bodyandmindstrong at gmail.com or you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. I hope you found this information to be useful and if so, please leave me a positive review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes on helping you create a healthier, happier, stronger life for yourself and make sure you're doing at least one thing today that will get you one step closer to one of your goals. Have a great day.